Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. So, JP, those three Caymans, four Caymans actually, all did come into the pits together. Oh, oh, Mercedes GT4 155 has mm. had a spin. Now, that what that was up in the top 40. That's the That's another pseudo GT4. Oh, it's, car. An, it's an 8T car, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's come to grief at the cut through hairpin, hasn't it, on the Grand Prix? track so now facing oncoming traffic as they work their way through it's a nasty place to be a facing fairly, fairly open hairpin but yes which way do you go he's going to go forwards i might have hit reverse mm. the schmickler 917 cayman is pulling out uh, so that should go out in second position of those little three call it four cars that battled out i see something ahead of him disappearing out of the pit lane which looked to me very much like another cayman Oh, he's got a head. He's got a head in the pit lane. Now, have they done the right length pit stop? But he he swapped places with the white Cayman that he followed in. And those two are appreciably ahead of the other two cars that came in with them. Still no sign of any rain, by the way. Very humid and sticky with uh, one of the... Is that one of the Saw Grensport BMWs that's got... A tyre problem, and that car's a long way from home. Meantime, here's the lead battle. Now, the Mercedes back ahead of the Audi, and the Audi's possibly struggling on the dotting of her because of uh, a bent dive plane, well, possibly bent steering. But possibly bent steering, JP, yeah. That's after coming together with that lower-class BMW. It's going to be a substantial lead for Bachmann, and forget speed, comes back on the start-finish line, and completes the ninth lap and considering they were out of the pits together that's an extraordinary lead that we are seeing now still no sign of the Audi in second position as it must be at least now maybe not even in second yes just gone through just gone through in second position so I reckon in third it'll be Oh, well, actually, that's not who I was going to see. It's uh, Patrick Assenheimer, still at the wheel of the number six Pro AMG GT3. Then the 34 BMW of Which Jody is Jody Fannin. Yeah. So they've lost time as well, again. But then and right then it's behind the, the Mercedes. So, I mean, it's, it's literally four tenths of a second. So very tight for third position. And then it's Junian Hill, isn't it? In the, yeah. the 23, the Pro-Am leader. That's a very good turnaround for them. They're already 45 seconds away from the lead. Behind them in sixth position, the Lamborghini Huracan. That's the Conrad car uh, that makes up the top six positions. That's how they stand. We've got uh, just just coming up to two o'clock in the afternoon uh, at the Nürburgring. Still plenty of racing to go in a race that was shortened by half an hour. The VLN on RS3. On RS3. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, plenty of action with two hours and 11 still to go. And crossing the line in the lead just a few seconds ago with a substantial now six second advantage. 
made up in that last lap it was the number two the bright red and white Mercedes AMG GT3 of get speed that leads and Marek Bockman has taken six seconds out of the second place Phoenix Audi in second place now there was contact between that uh, Audi and a lower class BMW there's been there's recovery going on in the foxhole at the moment which presumably is where those two flatbeds were heading to ah oh, yes we had a car in the wall didn't we at the top of Arenberg so that's recovery has been going on meantime the 181 Sport BMW is coming down from Adenau Forst and heading down that beautiful sweeping run down towards the bridge at the bottom of the hill all about getting the right gear and as I say that we lose that picture the Schmickler Cayman having jumped its competitors in the pit lane so we'll have to wait to make sure that those pit stops were okay yeah bearing in mind of course that the pit stops uh, are shorter for those cars that have done shorter stints that's the case for the first few stints in the race at least and then towards the end of the race it's dependent on how much of the race there is to go I think it's within the last 70 minutes of the event uh, that you start to count back effectively and uh, your pit stop gets shorter and shorter per minute so mm. the longer you can leave it the quicker you can be in the stops Am I being ridiculously um, optimistic and saying that it's looking a bit brighter? I think you might be because there's still some very dark clouds and heading in the direction of the Nordschleife as well but at the moment we've managed to get away with it Schmickler performances. Porsche Cayman heading out of Brightside and now commencing the climb up the hill towards the carousel. So Bergwerk in a moment or two, just heading into the tight right-hander now and then starting to climb up the hill with Kesselschen and the Muttkurve coming next. Do love that run up there, those quick fifth and sixth gear left-handers where you're trying to put us a little lock on as you can. Got a yellow flag out at Exmuller uh, which has been upgraded to a code 60 at Exmuller. I can't tell you who or what. Give it uh, another seven or eight minutes. Um, 181 still with its hazard flashes code. Must be an absolute nightmare if you're coming round and try and put a lap on it oh he's, he's, he's indicating for me to go left oh no right uh, well, I'll just hit him straight at the back and push him off serves him right he's coming round to complete the lap the Avia Zorg Rensport car across the line still with the four way flashes going somebody tell him he's got his four ways on will you just looks so tidy really does. It's like driving with fog lights in perfectly uh, visible conditions, isn't it? Yeah, I hear Just, that. Yeah, I know. Rear fog lights in particular. Don't mind people with older cars who have their front fog lights on as sort of day notice lights. 
as long as it's not yeah. dark. Yeah. But I've rear fog lights hate that. They notice that they're going to be doing 20 miles an hour. Well, that's almost entirely not the, the case as well, isn't it? Yes. Uh, Audi heading through the Mercedes Arena is. What was that? The 50 car? No. It could have been actually the Heimrich driven machine now in SP9 AM. Got a couple of cars in the AM category. The 36 Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW, which pitted a couple of laps ago. And it is battling then with the Audi R8 LMS, number 50. Which looks like a car collection car actually, so I wonder whether that's the team that have entered the number 50 machine. There's only four seconds between those two. Car collection, no, is, a, is the 33 car of Oliver Bender, Klaus Koch and Peter Schmidt. Uh, hello to Max Power at Brunchen. This is to almost individual raindrops at Brunchen. Haven't even bothered putting our coats on yet. Thank you, Max, for that. At RSL underscore studio, using the hashtag RSLVLN. Very interested to know if that gets worse. Now, on this lap, Patrick Assenheimer, way quicker than the two cars ahead of him through sector three. Is that down to a code 60 clearing just at the point that he reached it? Because he found about 11 seconds on Kolb and Bockman. So I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Assenheimer right on now the tail of Bockman and Cole as they re-emerge at the start of the dotting of her. We've got to wait a few minutes for that to, to all unfold. But a three minute six second sector three time is considerably longer than it would normally take cars at racing speed. 2.56 is a bit more like it. Mm. So I reckon we're going to get the Assenheimer Mercedes with company this time around. Is it going to be enough, actually, for Assenheimer to have gained a spot? We'll wait and see. He was 20 seconds adrift of the two race leaders who were separated by 6.1 seconds at the start of lap 9. This is lap 10. Oh. GT tyres Audi off. And as we've already established, that's not a proper GT4 car, uh, but runs in SP8, It's running say? in SP8, that car. Yeah. Yeah. And is the third position car in SP8, in fact. That looked like that had had a spin before it went off because there was a lot of white tyre smoke around before it rejoined rather than dust and dirt type. Yeah. Uh, still got this uh, Code 60 at the top of the Foxhall through the uh, long right-hand at Arenberg. They must still have the recovery vehicles there. Uh, halfway down the foxhole, yeah, that's exactly the situation on the left-hand side. That's very smart. You cannot be going through there at any speed. That's such a quick part. Now, I wonder then if there's been another incident part the way down. Uh, we've got some track repairs going on, I think. Assenheimer is into second place, and we'll get a glimpse of that in a moment or two as they head onto the Dottinger Hur to confirm it. Assenheimer now behind then, Marek Bockman, but it's a Mercedes 1-2. The Audi of Vincent Kolb, having been brilliantly driven by Frank Stippler in the opening stint, falling back to third position, and fourth place is still Jody Fannin. Ahead of now, of Zimbabwean driver Axel Jeffries for Conrad Motorsport in the Lamborghini Huracan. So, it's a, a 
a worry about Janine Hill and where she has gone in the other Pro-Am number 23 car for Get Speed Performance because Janine Hill uh, does appear now at the start of the dotting of her but has been significantly delayed compared to cars ahead of her. I wonder if there's just a bit of tour in on that Audi and it's slowing it down or maybe it's just not quite turning. Uh, now, in fairness, Kolb, Stippler, you're not comparing apples with apples there, are you? You're not. No, certainly not. And that's no disrespect at all to anybody other than Frank Stippler who drives that car. But Frank has got a huge amount of experience and he knows that car very, 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 very well. I think it's fair to say Vincent Cole's still only 24 years old. Still learning his from trade. Frankfurt. You know, being alongside, uh, being alongside Stippler, he's going to be learning with literally every race. So getting quicker and quicker, I'm sure. But Marek Bockman, who's ahead of him, he's even younger, 21 years old. I've been uh, impressed by him. Yeah. I mean, he's a great signing for a Get Speed Performance. He's been running, I think, all season in this car and some of some races last year as well. Did the Nürburgring 24 as early as 2017, actually. Born in 1997. Oh, sick, isn't it? Uh, stop it immediately. Anyway, he leads the race and now by 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Let's have a look at a couple of the class leaders. I promised you that as we were getting closer to 2 o'clock at German time and we're nearly there now so SP9 is Marek Bockman leading the race in that number two get speed Mercedes leading in the SP Pro-Am category is the Jeffries uh, Lamborghini Huracan that's the Conrad car the number seven car in fifth position overall couple of class leaders in seventh and eighth Cup 2 Porsche the one two three car in seventh position and the 57 SP7 leader, that's another Porsche GT3 Cup car in a different state of tune, obviously. Uh, that's an MR version as well, Monti Racing version of that. Another couple of places further back in 10th, SP8 leader is the 131 Porsche. And in 11th is the SP9 AM leader, uh, the 36 BMW M6 GT3. Sorry, everything went quiet there. I just looked up for a moment. Uh, SP8T in 15th position. That's where we find the leader of that class. It's the 152 Mercedes AMG GT4. The crossball leads the Cup X class. I suppose we should call that the Cup X, the cross class, shouldn't we? That's number 930 KTM crossball, the Titan Racing car. Uh, the SP10 class in 18th position is the 162 Mercedes AMG GT4. Rattle down for another couple of the class leaders in the top 30 or so. Uh, 23rd overall is the 917. That's the Porsche that we've been watching a great battle uh, with the 945 in behind. That's a Schmickler racing car that leads in TCR. It is now the number 819. So the Golf number 10 has lost its lead since we last looked at that. And that's a cracking battle because there's a Cupra behind it as well. Uh, a sequential box Cupra, uh, a TCR car. So 819 leads in 26th position. And in 27th position, the 806 is right in behind. Under a second uh, between those two as they cross the line, in fact, uh, just a moment or two ago and head down into the Grand Prix circuit. Uh, and that was TCR. And I think 
we have to go outside the top 30 for the Bonk Racing SP3T uh, leading car. That's the RS3, the number 310. Uh, the H4 leader is the 595 Porsche GT3 Cup. And, 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 and. The Cup 5 class is the AMG GT4. Uh, that is... I've lost my... No, that's the 190. Good number for a... Uh, for a Mercedes-Benz, isn't it? 650 is the leading M240i racing cup car. That's the Cup 5 leader, excuse me. So what did I give you before? That was a that Mercedes. I think that was just changing position. Uh, the Porsche Cayman S is the leader in SP40. That's the 266. That's 55th overall. Those BMWs, by the way, line astern from 61st position with a Renault Clio who still hasn't made a pit stop right in the middle of that. And that's the 614. That's the Overbeck Renault Clio still hasn't made a pit stop and is leading H2 in 66th position. Next class leader is the V4 711 325i. Busy class that one, and that is 73rd position overall. VT2, VT2, what's that? Well, it's a BMW 328i. I think that's the first time I've seen that. The 510, number 85 car. That's a class leader. And while we've got a moment with all this work going on, Toyota GT86 leads SP3, the 269 car in 98th position. And then after that, we're outside the top 100 for our class leaders, if there are any more. And of course there are. There's BMW 325i in SP4, which is the 133, position 133 for the 249 car. Uh, the 549 V2 leader is a 318i SBMW. That's in 135th position overall. Uh, that Renault Megane 494 was a VT2 car. But I think that car stopped on lap one didn't get any further on we haven't seen that one back round for a wee while so there you go with uh, just on two hours to go there's a few of your class leaders very nice uh, 190 uh, Evo just being passed by the number 57 at the end of the foxhole yellow flag still raving oh no did he pass that car under yellow or was that just for the flatbed bringing back the remains of a Clio that was well up there before the stops but they went very very long in the race so they'll have had a long stop and have, have dropped back but what that gives them Johnny is the opportunity to do a short stint in the middle so they could they could make that back. Oh, I think they did I think they certainly did eight laps whereas you know the guys who did six laps they'll be coming in in, in a lap or two's time I think they're going to split it up into six laps and then see what they've got left at the end. I really do. I like, and I, I kind of like that strategy. 24, 25 or 26 laps, depending on how many uh, slow zones we get. If you say it's more likely to be 24 or 25 than 26, if he does two seven-lap stints from here, that, that could get him home. That could get him home. So still an hour and 54 minutes to go. leader far out in front in the big scheme of things crossing the line now completes his 11th lap 
Here's the second place car coming through. And that is the number six AMG. Nearly nine seconds now, you know. Bit of clean air for Patrick Assenheimer. We could always stick a hand mic in and pass it between us in the old-fashioned way. Assenheimer with a little bit of room in that Black Falcon Mercedes-Benz. Just with one headlight flashing on that car as he's on the Grand Prix circuit at the moment. Dives down in behind one of the Pixum Adrenaline cars. Nip out to the right-hand side. Going to have so much concentration from everybody. Meantime, the leader already on the handsome back is Marek Bachmann. For once, he's got a bit of clear track. Number 34, M6B MW on the Yokohamas. That's Jody Fannin in third position, heads out under the Nordschleifer. Haven't seen Christian Kronjes yet in that car. David Pittard started it. 9-6-0. Sitting in behind the third place third running Cayman this is the 960 as the Teichman racing car still plenty of time to go and probably two more pit stops I'm expecting the leaders to do 24 or 25 laps just depending on how much full course caution we get should I say code 60 and code 120 yellow flag etc at RSL underscore studio and use the hashtag RSLVLN so let's just go through the leading positions for you get speed performance leads for Mercedes from Black Falcon Mercedes 8.7 seconds at the line. Third place, the BMW M3 GT3 of the pole-sitting Valken Horse Motorsport. Equipe, the 34 car of Jody Fannin. And Phoenix Racing's Audi has led a number four car. Suspicion that that might have a bit of damage to the right front steering. It's another four seconds further back. Then at six seconds from there, Conrad Motorsport with the Huracan. That's the number seven car in fifth position. Sixth position, Janine Hill in the second of the Get Speed Performance cars. That's the Pro-Am car, second in that category. Are you back, JP? Let's go down to the top ten. Moon the Motorsport Porsche. Leeds Cup 2 in seventh. That's the 1-2-3 car. Three, three minutes away from the lead and five seconds ahead of the next SP7 Black Falcon Porsche. It's the 57 car in eighth. Ninth is Huber Motorsport and the 80. It's another GT3 Cup car rounding off the top 10. The M6 GT3 SP9 Arm Running Falcon Horse Motorsport BMW. Which, by the way, is about 30 seconds ahead of its next rival which is next back the number 50 Audi RA LMS 
VLN4 then, live in sound and vision. Thank you for your company this afternoon on a busy motorsport and sports weekend. Team Techstar, number 57. About to put a lap on an RS McGann that looks very, very stock indeed. As it is on the far side of the circuit. Heading up to... Down, rather, should I say, to the hard right at uh, Callan Hart. Just come through the Metzgerfeld area. And starting to drop down the hill. For Siphon, the tricky little hairpin before he dropped down the bridge at Exmuller. So this race reduced by half an hour after an incident between four cars that delayed qualifying and therefore the race start was delayed and unfortunately we can't uh, make the time up this weekend for uh, called operational reasons of laps BMW still in third position uh, Jamie Fannin in the 34 car and then it is Axel Jeffries going nicely in that Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan but looking out remember for pit stops well in the not too distant future actually because the number two car is well, was the first of the stoppers after lap six and therefore we'd worked out that it could go to 14 laps Possibly more like 13 laps and maybe even 12 if they decided to. Well, we haven't yet had uh, the number two car in, so they're going for at least a seven-lap stint. I think they'll go. I think they'll go seven and then seven again. Yeah. Well. So if they do, they've done six and seven. That's 13. Seven takes. Mm, see, seven takes them to 20. They, 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 they don't need to go that far, unless they go eight and eight. I so think six and seven's thirteen. If they did eight and eight, th that's still too many. Uh, yeah, you're thinking about a you're thinking about a two lap, sorry, a two pit stop race, are you? Um, I'm not sure it's going to be possible on two stops. Even though we've had half an hour locked away from this particular race because of delays this morning. But do you do you want to come in and do, and then just do a two lap blast at the end? Does that? Is no. that does that work in terms of the times? Because once you get inside a certain amount of time, of course, your pit stop is free at the end. You can do it in the time to put just to put fuel in. Maybe that's the way to do it, JP. Yeah. So you know we, we, we've we've had a six from them. Um, they're going to do an eight here. Uh, they're on six at the moment, aren't they? So they're going to do at least a seven. Uh, another seven would take them on to 19 and then a 6 to the end 24, 25 yeah that kind of works that kind of works I, I, I think it's it's definitely a 3 stop race I don't think anybody can do it on 2 it's just a question of where you take your last pit stop and how efficient it is in terms of time spent in the pit lane yeah I mean when you come in with two or three laps still to go, you are down to the minimum amount of time it's going to take you to do everything. So that's where your, the guys on your crew 
really do earn their money because they're going to have to turn the car around as quickly as possible. None of this just take it easy because uh, the pit stop time is 90 seconds and we can get everything done mm. comfortably in 60. Um, they're going to have to just fuel it for the required number of stops, possibly not bolt new tyres on, keep the driver in and literally fuel it and send it as quickly as possible because that could be race result very much on the line. The number 57 Porsche still does lead SP7, which is the Ludwig-driven car. And it's Peter Ludwig, the American driver, who is piloting car 57. That's the machine he shares with a driver simply known as Takis from Switzerland. And Manuel Metzgerdan to drive that car as well. I love these nom de cause that you get people's made up race names talking to somebody that we both know about a series that I won't name that they're working about doing a load of homework on a variety of drivers and them being told oh don't mention that he doesn't like people to know he's at the track so don't mention what he does for a living and oh no you can't mention his family name because yeah. um, he'd be disinherited and it's like what Yeah, you, you wonder what, just the reason for not giving too much away. Have they actually got something to hide? Or well, is it just that they would prefer, I don't know, that uh, the taxman didn't know? <laughs> Tightman Racing, 9.60. Steaming down the hill towards uh, Exmuller eventually. In behind a very little pretty Mercedes... Coupe. Ah, here's our Lotus coloured Porsche that we haven't seen too much of this weekend. That's the 120 car. As the 960 is now uh, down to the bottom of the hill and to Exmuller. That's about the lowest part of the circuit there. Must be getting close to it. It's all uphill from there on the way back, it seems. So let's take stock of, of what's going on. 21 minutes past two at the Nürburgring. An hour and 38, 39 to go. With rain still threatening. Or at least the clouds are still threatening. It's been a, the odd spot or two of rain, but nothing to write home about. It's Get Speed Mercedes from Black Falcon Mercedes from Valkenhorst BMW. And what we're waiting for is for that number two car, which only did a six-lap stint at the start of the race, and that was tactically very good indeed. The car that's losing pace at the moment, fifth position, the Phoenix Racing Audi, had a fairly stout piece of contact with one of the lower-class BMWs in the early part of the Grand Prix lap couple or three laps ago and it's really stunted its progress Johnny it has uh, yeah and it doesn't take much does it to derail an effort which is otherwise uh, going very nicely indeed but uh, yeah, it all, all it takes is just for a, a couple of cars to go into a very tight corner on the Grand Prix track a little bit of misunderstanding 
and then you get a spin or even worse, a, a, some crash damage. We've had many accidents at turn one, for example, over the years with cars out braking themselves or getting tangled up in the braking area and both spearing off into the gravel trap. But this uh, from Cup 5 is very good indeed and uh, we promised that the Cup 5 battle would, la- would last race long. Well, the... Uh, first car in that class is the 650 Pixum Team Adrenaline Machine of Fubrich with Oberheim in 695 still second. Clear, clear lap for a moment and Patrick Assenheimer took two seconds out of the leader. I mean, that's 2.3 seconds if you want to be absolutely pedantic about the numbers. So that's going to be down somewhere nearer to six seconds than it was nine. Leader coming through onto the Grand Prix circuit through Tiergarten accelerates back onto the start finish line and stays out now this is interesting for me JP so this will be at least a seven lap stint then for the leader second place car Patrick Assenheimer's Black Falcon Mercedes has gone through as well waiting for the Sorry, go ahead. It's going to be eight laps because that's 13 completed now. Oh, yes, you're right. And uh, 14 laps has to be the limit, is the limit, frankly. As uh, the Audi from WRT, blimey, was all over the place, bucking around over the bumps into uh, Tiergarten. And it's got right behind him, the BMW, but that's not a place change for position, as you say. Correct. That's Uh, the third place car coming through. That's... 27 seconds away from second. Audi's got a bit of pace in a straight line. This is the car that had the early uh, puncture, wasn't it? Yeah. The 17. Emmanuel Collard doing this stint. I think they lost that lap early on. That's the WRT. Silver and black. A bit of white on that car as well. Fonson Vosses. Very well run concern WRT based in just outside of Mons in Belgium and they are the people who build all of the chassis for the VW Fun Cup which is having its big event of the year with 2,327 of them entered at uh, Spa I jest of course but only slightly proper Space frame chassis on those cars. Great piece of engineering. KDM Crossport up into the top 25 and leads its class, the Taikman 930 car. That's the Cup Cross class or the Cup X class. So it is six and a half seconds, but on the Grand Prix circuit, uh, Bachman, who has started, let's not forget as well that uh, Marek Bachmann started the race JP so yes. he, he's been True. in the car quite a while now he'll be getting I would think a bit weary yeah possibly but he's a sprightly young thing at 21 years old so uh, I think yeah, he's capable of still putting in some good times the sectors don't look too shabby on this final lap for Marek Bockman you have to assume that this is going to be an in lap and at the point in time where he'll be handing over to Philip Ellis and then there's a question about whether Ellis can offer the same sort of speed as his teammate once he's in control now does Assenheimer stay in as well when that car comes in so they could go I think they could go a lap longer the Assenheimer car they last stopped 
the six car last stopped on end of lap seven, wasn't it? Six car. Yeah, that's when we had a load of cars in yes. on lap seven. Yeah. Um, the five Audi, the 23 Mercedes, the 34 BMW, along with the six and the seven Mercedes and Huracan. Glad you jotted that down rather than me just having to remember all that. <laughs> just coming down to 90 minutes still to go. Slow BMW is the 680. Now, I seem to remember calling that car's number. And it stopped. And it started. And it stopped. And it's running again. Was that just a control or delete? Oh, dear. It's right at the end of the lap. I think it'll get to the pit lane coming through. Teagart now. Peel off to the right. Please don't try another lap. Yeah, into the pit lane. That's actually Mehdi Banani, who's raced in the World Touring Cars in the past and the World TCRs this year as well. I think he's done every race so far. Yeah, well, he's got further than he did in that one. <laughs> True. Seems to remember him not having the best of times. Moroccan driver. So, into the pits he gets. Right, what's next to the lead runners coming down the Dottigahor? I spy here Lamborghini which will be in the number 20 car. This is 11th position. The car ahead of it, the BMW M6 GT3 Valkenhorst Am car, has just pitted. Now, will the grey and orange Lambo Huracan drop into the pits as well? This is the number 20 car we're talking about. And, yeah, I think he is. Oh, no, he stayed out. Well, the 20 car did an eight-lap stint to start off with. Um, so it can stay out for another one. Um, well, if it's only a 24-lap race, then even I can do the arithmetic that yeah. three eights are 24. That would yeah. make it two stops. Absolutely. It's three. It's two long stops. And, you know, but surely that's got to be a good thing if you can keep the pace up. Yeah, I mean, the thing... Heiko Hamill and Dieter Schmidtman are capable of uh, some middle-order lap times throughout the race, but if they're stopping one time fewer compared to the ones at the sharp end, then you know you, you make up all that time again. This uh, Urican, which runs on Dunlop tyres, then heading down towards the right-hander and pushing on for another lap. This will be 14 by the time it comes back around again. It is Heiko Hamill currently doing the driving after Dieter Schmidtman did the opening stint, so they have had a driver change there. Mm -hmm. It's four minutes and 51 seconds behind the race leader, Marek Bockman. But, you know, the fact Tip that... Two minutes out of that. Exactly. Uh, if not you... burning fuel as readily as the race leaders because it's not pushing the same sort of p uh, speed. So, therefore, if you can eke out an extra lap, which is tough to do around here, but they managed it on the first stint, along with the number... Uh, 50 car, which is an SP9 AM machine, the Audi R8 LMS. Yeah, who's the entrant for that, uh, Jim? Because um, I haven't got a note of that. That's Team Equipe Vitesse. Ah, that's the Keith, of, Keith, Keith Vitesse. Vitesse yeah. yeah, Team Equipe Vitesse, right. Um, Michael Heimrich and Arno Klassen. Klassen did the opening stint, it's Heimrich in the car now. Again, they're down in 12th position, but might be in the shake-up because they can push just a little bit longer. I didn't expect to see cars being able to do eight-lap stints from the off, bearing in so mind... So do you think that means they might forward. be able to do a nine with a bit of the yellow flag uh, that they've been running? Yeah, it's possible. It would be brave, obviously, because uh, you wouldn't like to make that decision and then the car not to come round on its ninth lap. That would only give you seven or eight laps to run to the end. 
True. If it's a 24-lap race, I, I'm, we're predicting 24 or 25 now. I think it might have been 26 because we did so well at the start with the pace. But I think with the couple of slow zones that we've had, we're predicting a maximum of 25. Treble six car of Poika battling with the 679, which is Christian Connert for FK Performance Motorsport. So these guys are third and fourth in the Cup 5 division, but it's a class that's led by Yannick Fubrich for Pixum Team Adrenaline in their number 650 machine. So 650 now as high up as 38th overall, uh, but only just a couple of tenths ahead of the Von Danwitz-driven um, Cup 3 car. It's a larger margin, though, for the class uh, lead. What are we talking about? Five seconds he's got over Oberheim in the 695 BMW, all M240i. Uh, cup cars as into the pit lane comes the race leader Marek Bockman that is 14 laps completed and this car now desperate for fuel and probably a driver change as well as Marek Bockman could if he wishes hand, hand over to Philip Ellis who is actually British but was born in Germany and uh, so was that an eight laps stint that they did then yes right okay yes because it was one of the first stoppers after just six laps so they've got maybe 10, maybe 11 laps to go. How do they split that up? Patrick Assenheimer, with his fastest lap of the race so far, goes over the line. It's an 8.06.936. Not quite the fastest lap of the race that was set by Frank Stippler in the early stint by the German. Frank got down to a mid 8.04. Bear in mind the pole time was a 7.59. That's not too shabby at all when he caught the Nordschleifer lap with slightly less traffic than he will have encountered for most of the race so new Michelin tyres going on to the number two car and Marek Bockman is indeed stepping out and handing over to Philip Ellis also in on this lap the 34 BMW now they are doing things differently because that's only a seven lap stint for the BMW and the five Audi is in as well so they're doing a six and a seven making uh, a bit of damage on the left front of that car as well that uh, get speed AMG just a little bit of tape going on the wheel arch guard actually they're doing a 7 and a 7 aren't they so 7 laps for the first 7 laps for the second stint we're not going to get to 28 laps because of the shortened no and, race, and, and so. that's why I think seven's the wrong number I think if you can do 8 then, as I said, 3 hits is 24. If you can make that work, great. That's two stops. If you're doing sixes, you get the advantage of track position by doing the shorter stint to start with. And that's worked for the number two get speed car. They've given that up now, but they've just done a long stop because of their long run. But they can go now with 14 laps completed. They could do a six and a four. An eight and a two. I, I'm not sure that doing the standard sevens and trying to spit up into seven is is, is going to work. It, it, it will 
make your final stint obviously a lot lot shorter than it would normally be because it's you know from a seven lap stint we're probably looking at a five or even a four lap stint to the finish so the final stop could be very quick indeed um but it's interesting isn't it with people certain team in, team managers and engineers will have data databases and also some software at their disposal and certain teams thinking right we need to come in now to do an eight lap stint others happy to complete just seven laps and they all think they found the answer potentially yes there's only one car that's going to have the ultimate uh, answer to this but the five Audi is in yeah and that's been in for a wee while it's sitting at 45 degrees now goes down the fueling that normally means the fueling's close to or complete and then it'll sit and wait 34 cars still in the pit lane as well I'm just talking about Takis a little moment or two ago. Greek driver, and I think he uses just his first name because his second name is Kaya Tatsits. So it's not the longest Greek name I've seen. But he obviously finds it easier. Did race A1GP apparently? Yes. This, uh, yeah, I've actually got that. Um, if that's correct. Yeah, from Athens originally, but actually Swiss by nationality. And uh, yeah, his regular races are you know, the Nurburgring 24s, VLNs, and the occasional 24 8 series race as well. Okay. In SPX cars. So has he raced in a KTM previously? Ooh, good call. Good call. True racing KTM crossbow. The Navara 12 hours. You did that one last yeah, I did. year. Yeah, enjoyed that. And also in an SP2 KTM crossbow at the Mugello 12 hour this year. Number two's down and away. Running for get speed. Of course, it's uh, dropped down. As you rightly said, they've made their driver change. So new driver in. Who did we put in that Phil Ellis, did you say? Uh, Philip, Philip Ellis, yeah. 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 Phil Ellis then. Philip Ellis. Getting up to speed on the hats and back. No real time to settle in, is there? You get the Grand Prix circuit and then you're right into it. Just uh, dropping off the end of the hats and back now, heading up towards Flugplatz and that. Fantastically quick double apex right hander turning in at nearly 200 kilometers an hour. Just lifts a little bit. Oh, yeah, let's call that 209 when he turned in for that. <laughs> oh, dear me. Uh, it was Peter Kate, wasn't it, that telling us that even in the GT4, Aston, he was turning in at the sharp end of 200 kilometers an hour, 194, something like that. Amazing. And that's got a lot fewer downforces than yep. um, the GT3 has so JP an hour and 22 minutes to go uh, one more pit stop for most but we're going to have to keep a very very close eye on the people who come in at 16 laps aren't we at the end of 16 laps or who will, remind me who did the 8 lap runs at the beginning the, down towards the top 10 at the moment the 50 uh, pro lineup for team Keep Vitesse which is an Audi R8 LMS 
Michael Heimrich and Arno Klassen who did the opening stint. Right. The 20 car, which is the So that other, car's now in 11th position and was uh, six minutes uh, yes. away from the leader when they crossed the line last time. Yes, and actually, beg your pardon, it's an SBE9 AM car, isn't it? It was right. pro originally on the entry list, but uh, that's an AM entry. Uh, the 20 car, which is a pro AM Lamborghini Huracan, of uh, now Heiko Hamill Dieter Schmidtman did the opening stint well there, there's, there is making no difference five minutes away from the leader and in tenth position yeah and I, maybe we shouldn't ignore the SP7 leader who is Peter Ludwig uh, they came in after eight laps now can't really offer the same sort of speed as an SP9 car but if they're pitting you know far more, far less frequently then Maybe that could be on for a top six finish, you never know. Well, and that car at the moment is in eighth position overall and is four minutes, nearest makes no odds, away from the lead. Now, I reckon the cars ahead of them have got to do two more stops. They've got to do one. Yep. And I, I, you've got to think that even a, a medium stop and a short stop is going to be longer than one long stop. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, it's just a question of how much. Now, do I think that they're in with a sneaky chance of the lead? Probably not. No. But you you, you might sort of have a cheeky each-way bet on those guys. Yeah. See I, how far up the up the top ten they can get. I, I see a Cup 2 car, which is as high up as seventh position, which is the 1-2-3 at Mulner Motorsport Porsche. We've got SP7 represented with two cars in the top ten. And then it could be an SP9... Am car, which will infiltrate the top ten as well. But uh, I don't know. It's, it depends how close to the, the end of the race a lot of these drivers want to take it. Patrick Assenheimer is in, though, now at the end of lap 15. And the last time the number six car stopped was lap seven. So that is an eight-lap stint for the Black Falcon Team Auto Arena Motorsport Mercedes. Coming in... So that's a full stint. That's, that's what we'd call a full stint. Eight-lap stint, correct. All right. Phil Ellis has just made a stop at the end of lap 14 and the Ellis car well at the moment shown on the timing screen in a second I don't think he is because Axel no, 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 Jeffries no, no, no. the 7 car should be the next one through actually Axel on Correct. the lead lap for Conrad Motorsport and that 7 car pitted on lap 7 as well so we'll be seeing the Huracan from Conrad coming down pit road confirmed in the pit lane now that is, a, is more than a dark horse that car's best lap is an 810 and even on the last lap in, it was only an 8.23 on the way in. No, it was at 8.32, excuse me, first the figures there. What I'm looking at is bests and last laps for cars, JP, with a little bit of yellow out there. Uh, just going up to Flugplatz, actually. So that's going to slow people down a bit. Um, best lap of the race is still scored against the Phoenix Racing... Stippler car and Stippler's back in that car. Yeah. So Stippler is back in the five. Is that just a two-driver team? It is. Yes. Vincent Coleman, Frank Stippler. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Frank's back in that car with just over an hour to go. Hmm. Yeah. He'd be taking it to the end, then, won't he? Uh, possibly. He'll do the shot. He'll do a stint in a bit. Yeah, they might think that it's not worth putting Cole back in. I have known Cole finish races before for Phoenix, though. As a Mark III Volkswagen Golf, I think that is, comes through Tiergarten. 
and heads into Hohen Rhein now. Indicator flashing again just to say to the KTM crossbow, go to my right, go to my right. So that's car number 623, which runs in the H2 class. Might I suggest not quite the way that it came out of Wolfsburg with the uh, front arches and the rear arch extensions. Possibly not. Looking um, interesting from the front. I took a double take at that. I thought it was a Lancia Integrale for a moment. Stefan Endres doing the driving there, sharing that car with Tommy Ford Chantra, who is a Frenchman. Although running on a German license, I noticed that's the MSC Sinsic entry ah, yes. for the Volkswagen Golf. Seen that car a number of times before in VLNs. But yeah, turned out very nicely. Got four driver names on the window. I think that's uh, N24 format, effectively, and they've stripped it back to just the two for today. MS, uh, MSA uh, Zinzig um, have run a few things in the 24. I think they won their class in the 24, but not with the Golf, as far as I remember. They had something else out there. But it, it's a bit different. Yeah. Nice to see. Well, I make it... Actually, two Golfs. One is an SP3T car, car 304, which is an MSC Sinsig entry. This Golf we're talking about, the Mark III, uh, which is from H2. And there's a little Renault Clio that uh, is run out of that uh, same garage. The 610 Renault Clio, also an H2 entry. So, uh, there is... A code 60 out on the track. That is not very far away from Hoch Eichen and Kittelbacher-Hohr, although Kittelbacher-Hohr's uh, code 60 has been retrieved. There's an intervention being on the Hatzenbach as well for the Schmickler Performance Porsche 917. And 917 uh, back to the lead of the class now with Jacoma doing the driving for, driving for Schmickler Motorsport ahead of 9.45 and the 9.60 car in that class. Didn't see why that car was there. I couldn't see anybody off at the side of the road, so I'll do a bit more delving. Uh, driver changes, by the way, for the 6 and the 7 that are both back out again from their latest stop. So Manuel Metzger takes over the number 6 Mercedes, the Black Falcon um, Auto Arena Motorsport car, and also into the number seven, Michele Di Martino taking over from Axel Jeffries. Yeah. Sorry, what's Di Martino's first name? Michele. Michele, that's right. Yeah, so you've got a an Italian in that car and the guy from Zimbabwe, Axel Jeffries. And they have been regular drivers for actually Italian name but he is German I beg your pardon that's completely my mistake uh, from Eitorf in Germany and uh, ran with Conrad in 2018 and 19 has had experience in the Vulcan Horse Motorsport camp as well Michele Di Martino in the number 100 BMW M6 in those days in the 2017 uh, running yeah, of the 24 yeah. hours um, but Vulcan Horse now with uh, slightly easier numbers to remember just because of their, their consistent or consecutive rather 20, uh, 34, 35 and 36 35 no longer became a going concern very early on on the first lap when it clashed with a couple of cars at the Mercedes Arena a wheel buckled, a tyre down and the car immediately into retirement sadly but the 34 is going strongly running in 5th 
with Christian Krognes now doing the driving. Only six and a half seconds away from Phil Ellis in the number two Mercedes. So you've got a front-engine car uh, from the lead of the race will now drop down, as will the Conrad Motorsport Huracan with its mid-engine. Uh, it'll be John Schoffner to take over the 23 Get Speed Performance Mercedes. So we've now seen all three drivers in car 23. Fabian Schiller started it. Janine Hill took that car over. And it's now handed to John Schoffner at the second stop. So will this mean that we got Phil Ellis out front from the Valken Horse Motorsport BMW of Christian Krognes and Frank Stippler to hunt them all down? Stippler still with the fastest lap of the race, an 8.04.5 and just needs a little bit of an injection of pace for that Phoenix Racing Audi to get it back into the reckoning. But still, we're, we're not sure when cars are next going to pit, frankly. Not because, you know, it's very easy to, to forward plan an eight-lap stint from when they last stopped, but they're also mindful of how many laps there are to go. And uh, to be honest, there's a very big question mark there. We're going through till 4 o'clock local time. That is an hour and 13 minutes away. But also, the chequered flag in these VLN races doesn't just come straight out like it does at the Nürburgring 24. Uh, the, the man holding the chequered flag does wait for the race leader to cross the line. Ah, so this is more like a traditional race. Yeah, so that's either at bang on 4 o'clock, or it could be at 8 minutes past 4, depending on where the leader is uh, according yeah. to the chequered flag. So. Yeah. That's another way we might extend this race by a further lap. That's Johnny Palmer. I'm John Hindorf on RS3 and live in sound and vision via RadioLamont.com. It's VLN4 and we've got, well, a bit of racing still to do. Stay with us. We're live from the Nordschleifer. The VLN on RS3. On RS3. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. So just on an hour and 12 minutes still to go. And the tactical potential here, fascinating, at the front of the field. We've got cars starting off doing six laps, seven laps and eight laps and this probably only a 24 lap race, remember reduced in time from the standard VLN four hours to three hours and 30 minutes after an incident delayed qualifying this morning in no time to add that on tonight because of other commitments in the area, got a Mercedes GT4 that's lost a complete wheel and tyre or is it just a carcass I think it might just be the tyre carcass but it's is that Knuffy? I think it might be Knuffy 157 that car it's on the Dottinger Hur the fastest part of the circuit uh, off to driver's right and everybody sees the car that's fine but the carcass was making its bid for freedom it's 152 uh, yeah, yeah you're right but that it was well up yeah, it's, uh, it's class leading. It SP80. was Knuffy, yes, 152, not 157, excuse me. Uh, but that Team Knuffy car, had that been leading? Yeah, yeah. it's still labelled actually as the leader in 8T because this problem's hit right at the end of the lap. And the next question is, where is the next 8T runner? Uh, down in 29th overall. 
but Knuffy's dropped to 22nd overall, so there's really not very far for that car to fall before I'm, it turns. Uh, I make that the Black Falcon, similar car. Yes, which has also had a spin. That was the one that was sideways oh, yeah, good at, point. The, at, at the hairpin on the Grand Prix strecker. I, I, I think that was just oh. the tyre carcass. And the WRT Audi nearly collected it, but I think you're right. It's, there's not a wheel in the middle of that, so it would have just been... Still not nice. No, true. And Knuffy's not going to get much further. It's limping its way I'm, down the dotting of her. I'm guessing it's a back wheel and it's by the fact now, that it's fact. not moving um, because the diff doesn't want to drive the car with only one wheel. This is Reinhold Renger, by the way, who is doing this stint. One of the Opel intervention vehicles pulls in behind, a bit like the breakdown man comes out on the motorway now everybody else is going to have to keep their wits about them the leader's in that little gaggle there coming through and has cleared that now it's just well it's in it's in a very very nasty place JP because it's not as far down the um, it's not as far down the Dottigahore as I thought it was. It's just down the hill from coming out of the um, final corner onto it, the uh, gallows bend. And that means it's slightly hidden down the down the dip. Lee has got through. And there's 155, which is the leader in SP18 now because it's just overtaken okay, poor old Knuffy. So that's the Bronson Greer car yeah. just being put on by the leader. Um, but first and second, absolutely together. Absolutely together. So. And Christian Krogness really not very far away either in the BMW. You can bet that uh, Frank Stimpler will be scything his way up the order. I make him at least fifth, possibly fourth. So. Where was that time gained or lost? Which sector was that in? Well, maybe none. Philip Ellis has done a decent lap out. But maybe it was just a better job done by Manuel Metzger, who's behind the wheel of the Black Falcon AMG. So Mercedes first and second. BMW in third is the Christian Cronius car. And he's only, well, you said it, six seconds off the back of that battle. Yeah. But the battle for first, with an hour and eight minutes, an hour and seven minutes to go, JP, it's back on again. Turn up to gas mark six. And we are back racing again after what looked like a comfortable nine or ten second lead for the Get Speed Mercedes not so very long ago. I remember Manuel Metzger blowing us away at the Nürburgring 24 when he finished in second position in 2018 and he won it didn't he in 2016 yes uh, taking the win after that dramatic finish in 16 um, Metzger taking the win with Adam Christodoulou Maro, Maro Engel and Bernd Schneider but Metzger is still a silver rated driver 33 years old but an awful lot of pace and is now pressurising Phil Ellis because he wants to get by through the hats and back. It's really only single file, though, through here. And Ellis, unblinking, focusing on his next clipping point, heading towards the end of that section, which is uh, uh, Hoenichen, and then Kittelbacher-Hoer, leading to the double right-hander at Flugplatz. 
Flugplatz has been the scene of one or two incidents already. Arriving there now, the race leader, <laughs> Phil Ellis, without the hint of a lift in his number two Get Speed Performance Mercedes. It was a few laps ago just before that part of the track where his teammate, Marek Bockman, just whizzed by a couple of flatbeds that were trundling along going about their business looking for cars to pick up 220 kilometers an hour plus as he turned in to the double apex right-hander at Flugplatz Flugplatz so-called not because the cars get off the ground but at the top of that hill on the left-hand side there's a little airport or a little airfield which is a Flugplatz there you go and um yeah, the cars tend to take off later on in the lap, don't they? Much later on in the lap, sort of around Flansgarten and on their way towards Schwalbenschwanz. Oh, sp- spun car to the left, just at the end of the foxhole there. That was a silver BMW of some description, off the driver's left. Philip saw that, saw the flags, didn't overtake the other class car. So much of this circuit that is well above 100 miles an hour, and you're just completely committed to corners that you can't see the apex of, and certainly can't see the exit. Now he's got more traffic ahead of him, with still Manuel Metzger sitting threateningly right between the two wing stanchions. As he looks back through his rearview mirror, he'll see the lights and the three-pointed start of the other Mercedes-AMG GT3 behind him, being the number six of Black Falcon. What a race team Black Falcon have become. What a force of nature, a force of endurance racing. If you see Black Falcon turn up anywhere, you know they're going to have good drivers and well-prepared cars. So now heading up to scene of Nicky Lauda's huge accident now that long long interminably long and having to be patient right hander after that which is Harold's the climb very very quick even in a road car as you've gone through Brunchen you're climbing and climbing and climbing there's now a Code 60 in place at the, uh, Code 60 at the Foxhole, which is presumably for that car that you saw spinning. Yeah, it wasn't a Code 60 when the leaders went through. No, so that's anyone the crucial who, thing. Yeah, anyone who goes through now is going to be held up by that. And the danger is, I think Frank Stippler is in that area now in four, uh, fourth position. And oh, no, actually he's got through with a two-minute sector time there, which is... Generally that's, quicker that's than the two on. cars ahead, yeah. Mm. But what about Michele Di Martino in the Pro-Am leading number seven uh, Lamborghini Huracan? Well, being a Pro-Am car, then to be honest, beating these Pro machines to the line isn't a priority. Just trying to stay ahead of the other Lamborghini Huracan, which is in the pits now. So car 20 makes that a... That's another eight-lap stint. Yeah. So car 20 did eight laps from the get-go and then... 16 laps it comes in again and hands back to Dieter Schmidtman the issue that they've got is they're just not lapping quick enough no. 8.17 is their best lap and and that is by one of the drivers I think that was by Schmidtman earlier on he, coming into the pits he's done an 8.03 I've seen people come into the pits doing uh, sorry 9.03 I've seen people come into the pits doing 8.23s so even the pit stop is 
even coming in on a pit lap. They're losing too much time. Is it raining now for Marek Bockman? Yes, I would because say. Because the, the wipers aren't being used, but it looks... They, they are, are now. now. There's moisture on the screen, but it was more the behaviour of the car. The lights are being flashed now from the car behind Manuel Metzger, who feels like he can go a bit faster. He's going to dive up the inside. They're very far away now from Schwabenschwanz, I think. Whereas now there's a bit further to go before they reach that point. Just come out of ice curve. Yes. Uh, and an ice curve. And now they're coming into that middle sector. Again, a lot of this is single file. Before you get down to Flansgarden, that insanely quick set of corners. Before you come down to the second carousel. Uh, cars ahead. And you'll not want to go offline too much here if it is a bit damp. Wipers on full time for the race leader. The rain we have been expecting has now arrived. Now into Flansgarden. If Manuel Metzger makes a stupid move here prior to the dotting of her, because he is right with now the race leader as they dart to the right hand right hand side of a couple of Porsche Caymans. Again, good drive out of that corner though as they head now towards the Kleiner carousel, hit the concrete, which will be so so slippery if the rain is continuing there. And then, Wipers have gone off. Yes, they have. Maybe it's just that area. It was a fine rain as well, Johnny, wasn't it? Just started to mist up. And, and I understand why he didn't want to wipe the screen. You you want to not wipe the screen. Oh, hello, have we got a slow zone on the Tottinger Hall? This is because of Knuffy and his still, yes. So the car's still being recovered. Good call. And Flatbed taking a while to get to that little Mercedes that uh, did lead the SP8 T-Class. So Mercedes nose to tail, and behind them will be Christian Krogner's actually not very far. No, he's not. He's the next car back, Johnny. Oh, yes, he is. There we go. Right. He's he's really made up some time in that slippery portion because there's no way he's five seconds behind them now. He's not five cars lengths. He'll have to wait to accelerate until he comes through the green flag, which he does now. The leaders have got a wall of lower class cars ahead of them. Yeah. One of them being the Schmickler. Uh, Cayman, which is a class leader, isn't which it? Which is the class leader, yes. And it's got, a, I think, the Audi uh, RS3 that's in there as well as a class leader too. Eva Ivan Jacoma, who drives that uh, class leading Schmickler machine, then. Phil Ellis darting to the right-hand side of the Audi RS3, the front-wheel drive TCR car, and clattering the kerb in second position, Manuel Metzger. They will hit the line virtually together, and Christian Krogness isn't going to be very far away either in his number 34 BMW. Now past the Schmickler Cayman down into the first corner. He's seen the leader. Will he see the second-place car? Christian Krogness is a little bit slower through the traffic there. Stippler, by the way. Well, we haven't had a clear lap from Stippler. I just wanted to see if Frank Stippler could get down somewhere near his 8 or 4.5, which is the fastest lap of the race. That was the car, remember, that had the coming together with the BMW from a lower class when his teammate was driving it. We just thought it might have knocked something out of true on the front. Under an hour to go now, JP. Yeah, just after three o'clock local time and the green flag is now waved at Exmuller and Bergwerk. So you can race again there, but we've still got code 60s in place. I think down towards Arenberg and Hansenbach was a troubled spot as well. Here's a thought. Yeah. You can stop for your last time any time from now on because we know they'll do an hour. Yes. Quite true. easily. True enough. So, mate, 
if you're the number two car, do you make your last stop now? And then it's very, very short stop. Get the track position and truck on to the end. Well, you want to make the shortest stop possible, don't you? So you run out of fuel, effectively. And uh... Yeah, but if, if they go to where their fuel will take them, well, yes, it's two laps to the end from there, possibly. That's what's intriguing to me. Right, you, that's great. Are we going to get Are we going to get cars out for just one lap to finish this? I think we're going to get cars pits. out for two laps. Yeah. I honestly do. I think we'll see cars. Oh, and rain tyres being readied. In fact, not being readied, being put oh, on. That's one five five, isn't it? That is the leading Black Falcon SP eight T car. Yeah, one five five in the pits for a scheduled start. Obviously they uh, are hang on a minute. Yeah. We just saw that car being passed the last time the leaders went across the line. So he must have come round the Grand Prix circuit to put those on. Uh, it's shown as a full lap, I think. 16 but, laps completed. Okay, that was... La What you're asking is, was that 10 minutes and 15 seconds ago? It doesn't feel like no, it. Have does to, it? Does it? No. So it's triggered the pit beam and uh, potentially okay. coming. I don't know. I don't know what about that. What do you reckon that was? I thought that was 155. It was a Black Falcon car, certainly, so we can do a bit of... It can't have been the 155. Fine. Well, the 155 shown in the pits as well. Right, OK. It was the 155 car. Let's see what went into the pit. What other Black Falcon cars are there... That I mean, what it might have been is me misidentifying 155 across the line. Ah. Of course. Because uh, we have got other Mercedes run by that squad. Right, I've gone back. Let me go back five, ten minutes and see if the 155 car came in the pits and when it came in the pits. Yeah, the one I saw across the line could very easily have been Tristan Vidas in the 162 car, of course. Oh, now you tell me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sent you down the garden path on that one uh, Phil Ellis back to full speed so he's just gone through the trouble spot at Adenau Forest at the bottom of the foxhole and Ellis and blinking you'll miss him right on his tail Manuel Metzger and Metzger just trying every which way to get through just throwing that element of doubt I think into Phil Ellis's mind got a GT tyre sponsored Volkswagen Golf to get past now the beauty of finding all this traffic is that Manuel Metzger isn't going to, well, I say this, but he isn't going to do anything daft by throwing one up the inside because he'll potentially have his overtaking line blocked by a back marker. So it's actually helping the fact that this part of the track is single file anyway, and then when you're getting past traffic, even more difficult to pull off an overtake into the very slow left-hander at Versaifen, and now down towards the village of Brightshide at the bottom of the hill in the valley. I think this is just about the lowest part of the circuit. There's another intervention vehicle going incredibly slowly there with the amber lights flashing on the roof. And now through Exmuller, the right-hand kick. So, talk about the close race between two Mercedes-AMG GT3s. There is about two or three tenths between them. Right. Um, SP9, minimum pit stop time, not mandatory in the final part of the race says get speed performance yes but how far 
is the final part of the race. However, Right Turn Lover and I had the same thought and went looking at regs. And he thinks, as I do, that SP7 don't have a minimum pit stop time. No, that's true, yeah. So the 57 that we called your attention to yeah. earlier on, which is sitting well inside, was sitting well inside the top 10, uh, keep an eye on that SP7 car. It's in, it's in sixth position at the moment, the Black Falcon Porsche GT3 Cup car. Uh, 8.22, it's best lap and it's just made its second pit stop at, la at the end of lap 17 yeah. i reckon it can go at the end from here well it's just done a nine lap stint yeah so i reckon easily. it could go at the end mm -hmm. so that's the last stop for the 57 car that so i reckon that's the last car that's the takis car I, re I reckon that's the first car to do its last stop if that makes any sense and i think it could probably have done it a little bit easier than what it's done i think it's got some some in hand and if takis can get back up to the eight down to the 817s or thereabout that, that that car was doing before 822s then that's going to be interesting he is three minutes off the leader only three minutes off the leader who has to make one more stop but now of course what you've got to do now if you're the leader the get speed car you go as far into the race as you can on your fuel yeah and then, I, you just, and then you just put enough fuel in right at the end. What will throw a spanner into the proverbial is it is raining really heavily now. And so do you have to come in and do an extra stop for tyres right now? Now, at that point, you can fuel the car to the end. But you might not be able to keep the same tyres on to the end if the rain doesn't keep going. Yeah. So you're rolling a different set of dice here. There's two sets of dice that you have to roll and work out. I love racing on the Nordschleifer. So raining at Eichbach and Brunchen and the ice curver as well. And the ice curver is slippery enough in the dry, but had a little bit of rain and dirt being brought onto the track from the kerb as well, which I mean everyone tends to straight line that kerb as much as possible. Flansgarten one. And not sure whether the rain maybe has moved to Schwabenschwanz as well. So that second bit of concrete slabs on the lap could be really treacherous now. And Phil Ellis cannot afford to make a mistake. He's reaching the Kleiner Carousel now, in fact, through the kink. Manuel Metzger right on his tail. So we got Phil Ellis of, well, born in Germany, um, but UK nationality, born in Munich, Germany in fact, the 26 year old running in the ADAC GT uh, Masters this year with Man Filter Team HTP uh, but uh, doing this drive with Get Speed Performance and Manuel Metzger not, deliberately not overlapping the number 2 no, car, no, no. however he is making sure that he's got a trajectory that is very different from the number 2 car, so they were almost in sort of Staggered formation there, Chevron formation, to make sure that Manuel Metzger had clear road ahead of him as soon as he saw the green flag and the best possible chance uh, of slingshotting his way down towards Antonius Bucher and Tiergarten. But they both get on the pedal at more or less the same time. And Manuel Metzger then in the number six Black Falcon car, 33 years old, still silver rated and has won the Nürburgring 24 hours, got a podium a couple of years ago as well. And that 
they are now hitting the gas. Lights flashing from Phil Ellis in the red. Number two, AMG GT3, with the black and white example right behind. You can get on board with this battle, can't you, John? Red and white versus black and white. Oh, yeah. So long as red and white steers ahead. (laughs) Obviously. Indeed. Through to the end of the lap then, JP. Just under 55-0 minutes to go. In terms of laps completed then, they click off another one here. Now, when was the last time these two cars stopped? Answer, the lead car, as Metzger has a little look, but that wasn't really serious, down into Turn 1. The lead car stopped on lap 14. 14. So, even if it saves a lap of fuel, the best it can do is 23. Uh, Yes. Second place car. Car 6 stopped on lap 15. So, if it does a nine-lap run... That could do a 24-lap run. That could get it to the end from here. Yeah. But I don't think that either of these cars are going to get nine-lap runs. I just don't think there's enough yellow out there. I think they're going to have to splash with a lap or so to go. It's not like, you know, being able to squeeze an extra lap out on a Grand Prix track. This is 24 and a half kilometres. Yeah. So you don't just find that, you know, hiding away in the tank somewhere. Uh, and these drivers are flat out. I don't think there's any hint of fuel saving going on here between Ellis and Metzger. But you've got a couple of quite long slow zones, and, and yeah. particularly the one on the Donegahur, where you'd be flat out there True. and you're crawling to a third of the way down, and that, that'll save quite a lot. Although I suspect that won't be there next time around. Christian Krogness has just done the best lap of anybody in the race so far on the Grand Prix part of the lap. Oh, right, okay. At 106.355, it doesn't amount to the whole lap because that still stands as an 804.598 done by Frank Stippler. But Krogness clearly catching the Grand Prix track at, a, at the best time with virtually no cars on it. And we'll see what Krogness can do about this four and a half second gap that separates the front of his BMW from the rear of Manuel Metzger's number six Mercedes but certainly the top three in with a shout of winning this race you're then looking at a gap of 53 seconds because I think Frank Stippler sadly for him got caught the wrong side of a code 60 agreed and that's uh, forced the gap between third and fourth out to almost a minute and then it's another 48 seconds back to the best of the Pro-Am SP9s. Michele Di Martino, the car he shares with Axel Jeffries. That's the Conrad Motorsport Lamborghini Huracan. But looking good for a Pro-Am win because, well, there's about a two-minute advantage there for the number seven Huracan over the next car in Pro-Am, which is the number 23 uh, Fabian Schiller, Janine Hill, John Schoffner Mercedes. Now, of course, table two still does apply in terms of your pit stop times from the end of the race we're inside the last 70 minutes so the infamous table 2 still does apply but of course the closer you get to the end the shorter your pit stop is allowed to be so if you can get under 65 minutes which we are already then it's a three minutes and 16 seconds stop. At uh, Hoke Eichen, just before Kittelbacher and Flugplatz, there's a Mercedes, I think it was a Mercedes, in the barrier. And that's the reason why 
Yeah, it is yeah. a Hoke Icon. So I'm just trying to work out which Mercedes that is likely to be. It's not the 155 because that is safely into the fourth sector. And I don't think it's the 152 either. No, that's because that's Knuffy who's already hit dramas. So yeah, yeah. 152, uh, the Renger Black Falcon car. Really hoping it's not Tristan Vidas who is a class leader in SP10. But there is definitely a Mercedes. Vidas, yeah, Vidas hasn't come through yet. Now, the question is, which is the next car to arrive at the end of Sector 3? Is it Vidas in 162, or is it the Eichenberg BMW from Team Avia Zorg Rensport? As the delays at Galgenkopf and Dottingerhoer have now cleared. So, uh, green flags there, however... Just as the leaders are going to come round to it. That's perfect, isn't it? Yeah very hopeful about Tristan Vidas here retaining his SP10 class lead for Mercedes we'll wait and see, we'll check them through the timing splits Heiko Eichenberg was homing in anyway in his BMW M4 in car number 181 so let's see what happens there so race leader is Phil Ellis and the Number six car, really not very far away. Not challenging though, Johnny. Hasn't not been a real time, no. concerted effort by Metzger, has there? He's not really got alongside. As the leaders are climbing through Callenhard up towards the bottom of the hill that leads into the Caracciola Carousel. Or as Martin Haven uh, would have you, the Parabolica. <laughs> It looks like Vidas and Eichenberg have gone through Sector oh, have 3. They? So that's that's, good. Okay, that's okay. And so the 162 still leading 181 and by just a handful of tenths. So that is the battle in the GT4 category. SP10 as it's known. Black Falcon Mercedes AMG GT4 versus BMW M4 GT4. And the car that had come to grief at Hokeiken may well have been recovered now because... Oh, there's, a, oh, there's a new slow zone now in place at Kiddlebacker which is the rise over the road there, just before Flugplatz. That's another area where we often see cars leave the ground, albeit briefly. So I'm still scratching my head a little bit as to which car had actually hit the barrier. Manuel Metzger's Mercedes just seems to be reacting a bit better to the steering and there's a Toyota GT86 off the road. Oh, that was a class leader. On the, toy, on the Grand Prix strecker. Right, that was the SP3 class leader, I think, if I remember rightly. There are quite a lot of Toyota GT86s, though. I think that was it, though, if I'm honest. Because uh, SP3 is two Toyota GT86s and the Subaru BRZ, which is on the same chassis, isn't it, I think? Uh, yes. They're related, anyway. 275. Oh, no, more than related. OK. <laughs> flat four. Yes. Flat four Subaru engine in the Toyota. Oh, leader Philip Ellis down through to Flans Garden. This is balancing the car. This is a great lap from Christian Krognes, though. An absolute best sector one time, and he's way quicker than the two cars ahead of him. So I tell you why Manuel Metzger's not right on the tail, because he's having to fight off Krognes, yes, I'm sure, is. in that call. 34 BMW, and therefore not just attacking, but having to defend at the same time. Krognes, the Norwegian 
doesn't really need a pep talk before he gets on board a car. Not at all. 29-year-old gold-graded driver, winner of the Spa 24 Hours last year, and is uh, racing regularly with Falcon Horse Top Motorsport. Three absolutely together. Not a car's length between them on the Donninger Hood, Johnny. Yeah. And coming up to pass the 120 Porsche, the green and gold car always runs well in its class, and it looks like the second place. AMG GT3 is getting in the draft. Leader goes to the inside to make it the long way around. Oh, and then eases back in the middle of the road. That's a bit naughty. There's a little bit of side drafting going on as they come under the Bilstein Bridge. And there is an overlap, but he's on the wrong side. There's a touch! There's a touch at VMAX there before they go on the brakes into Tiergarten. And that was another hefty clang. Front wheels banging off each other. That was all a bit unnecessary. They'll do well to come out of that without damage, but they seem to have done it as they go through and complete the lap. New leader, Johnny Palmer, with the number six from Black Falcon and Manuel Metzger would not be intimidated by Philip Ellerts in the get speed car. Oh, my goodness me. That could have ended up with us taking just small blast plastic bin bags full of Mercedes parts home if that had gone any further worse yeah well if the Mercedes had collided the BMW was for a burden as well because it was right on their tail and there's no way to escape if you have a big one there because no. it's just an Armco tunnel basically but thankfully Ellis and Metzger realised what they were doing I think it was more a move from Ellis to be honest because Metzger had, Metzger had the run Ellis definitely did work his Mercedes slightly more to the right although racing room on the straight was given yeah, when they're hopping around. Now, I, I fully accept that the car's not fully in control at that point, and you're trying to get two abreast into Tiergarten, which is tough. And the end of the Armco that Adam Christodoulou says you must aim at as you arrive at that scene, uh, that is uh, very close to the edge of the track as well. But I think, actually, Christian Krogness did well not to get involved uh, for the time being, well aware that he's got the next few laps to follow these two Mercedes. He's by far the quickest of these three machines and uh, if he just stays about a car a little two car lengths away from them they might take each other out however Krognes is now nibbling at the tail of Phil Ellis as they head back onto the hats and back this is the start of lap 20 see I'm not sure if I'm Krognes I'd be doing that because I don't want Phil Ellis to defend Phil Ellis defends I lose time to Manuel Metzger I want to give him two or three cars lengths and let him get his rhythm back on so he can get up to the other AMG and give him a bit of give a bit of hassle. They were coming into the coming into the first left hander at Teargarden and the cars are bouncing about, Johnny, as you rightly say. But um Phil Ellis he had room to his left, he didn't have room to his right there. No, Mexico must have uh, had his heart in his mouth there and several other internal organs at the same time I might have thought. I mean, they were completely level pegging, so it's not as if one had to concede the corner for the other, really. You know, it's just the last of the late breakers, but what they didn't expect was a full-on shoulder barge between the two of them into that area, and now Krognes is firstly attached to Phil Ellis as they head towards Schwedenkreutz and the BMW braking almost a little bit earlier or is it the fact that the Mercedes can get through that corner far better than the BMW because actually the M6 closed up under braking into Arenberg and this is great news for Manuel Metzger who's cleared off True, yeah. he's 2-3 seconds up the road already down the road as they go through the foxhole at the moment and in that now forest I mean this is just this is extraordinary stuff we know there's only what 38 minutes left 
and it's absolutely full ball. Leader slightly held up there, Metzger, in the Black Falcon. Number six, that's the black and white car. The red and white car in second, and the matte blue in third is that of Falcon Horse Motorsport and Christian Cronjes. Uh, Frank Stippler, by the way, battling what I still think is a slightly ill-handling Phoenix racing car. 8.33 last time around. Comfortably by three seconds and more, slower than the three cars ahead of him, which suggests very much to me that that car's not doing exactly what Frank wants it to do. He is a minute further back on this battle for second. Fellellis very nearly didn't make the corner into Vier Siphon there. It looked like uh, it snapped on him slightly, but reactions very impressive indeed. The good news about these two Mercedes is that I don't think contact was made for the front wheels of either of the AMGs because we know that the steering can be a little bit fragile from the 24 when Raffaele Marchiello barged into the side of a Porsche at Dunlop Curver, the hairpin at the bottom of the Grand Prix uh, uh, lap. And it was then two hours later when Maxi Bouc, or Maxi Gertz, I should say, finally uh, saw how that problem manifested itself, which was in failed steering, first started by Marcello in the previous stint, and uh, it took that time for the steering arm to finally cry enough. But I don't think these Mercedes hit in the, that area. It was more of a body, uh, you know, side-to-side -side contact which put the door mirrors on the right side of the number two and the left side of the number six completely at the wrong angle. But they won't care about that. Door mirrors, a lot of the time on race cars, are more put there so that uh, drivers can judge where the armco is. And uh, if you fold a mirror back, you know not to uh, go quite as wide as that and that later. Aerodynamic um, device. It can be as well, yes. Uh, Matt Metzger, now he's cleared off from the two and, and the number 34 has just done the absolute best sector three time a 157.5 so there's certainly nothing wrong with the number six Team Auto Arena Motorsport Mercedes Yeah, and people are starting to put best laps and best lap sectors in the Valkenhorst Amcar in seventh position 8.27, alright, it's not a great lap but that's its best lap of the race so that'll tell you that the track is in good condition. That little flurry shower of rain, a few spits and spots, hasn't seemed to have slowed down or affected the track surface perhaps quite as much. 11th position for the 57 Black Falcon Porsche. Now this is the Takis car and it is the Greek driver who's in it at the moment. And I reckon that car is going to the end. That will not see that car in in this, the next 35 minutes and I think it's got enough to do a lap over the 35 minutes as well in that car so watch that car potentially rise up from its 10th position check that 11th position that is in now actually it is 10th because the um, get speed performance John Schofner uh, Pro Am second place car has just pitted so this silver and black the Raiders colours isn't it Shea Adam would like that one and this silver black and yellow car watch out for it rising up In it's, it's, I reckon it's solidly got a good 
Bottom half of the top ten, maybe better than that finish coming uh, with cars to stop ahead of it. Well, I mean, if he can make the finish without a stop, then who knows? Uh, yes, because it's well, it's just gone through the first split at the end of the Grand Prix lap, and it's five and a half minutes behind the race leader. Uh, it's a whole gaggle of cars that are round about four minutes fifty to five and a half minutes behind the leader, yeah. all the way up to Peter Terting in the sixth position, Cup 2, Milner Motorsport Porsche. Now, when, I don't know when that car stopped last, but that's only done two pit stops. Uh, the Milner Motorsport car, yes, true. Uh, that's number that's one, the one, two, two three. three, isn't it? Did I note that down? No, I don't think I did, Probably actually. not, no. Uh, but, uh, yeah, also, the 80 car, which is actually SP7 leader right now, but yeah. I think that's due to stop before the end of the race whereas the 57 is good to the finish what about this little lot though talk about traffic for the race leaders this is the end of lap 20 for Manuel Metzger and now Phil Ellis putting on, being put under a huge amount of pressure by Christian Krognes through all this traffic they had to go three abreast at Hohenrein there this is second and third positions then four laps to go I reckon now four laps uh, to yeah, go okay depending on where the leader is but I don't think any more than four laps to go is what I'm saying. 4.8 takes you to 32 minutes. There's 33 minutes on the clock. So 4.8 and a bit more. So it's going to just depend where the leaders are when they come around. And, of course, if they have to stop, if they do have to stop, then we are talking about maybe another couple of minutes so that'll take some time off but that'll give us a 24 lap race Johnny yes it will 24 lap race so those long slow zones that we had have knocked a couple of laps off this in real terms the difficulty for it being a 24 lap stint is or 24 laps race total is that the 2 and the 34 stopped on lap 14. So they can't go 10 laps. They're nope. going to have to go 8 and then 2 to Correct. the finish. Agreed. And then the 6 car that leads the race could get to could get to 23 yep. laps and then come out for one more. Blimey. But it, I mean, they might all pit together. How actually. much are you prepared to slow down and risk it? And say, yeah. come on, catch me. Yeah. True, there is that as an option as well. Because if there's, you know, if there's nine and a bit minutes to go, um, as you start lap 22, and the guys are two and a half minutes behind you because they've had to make a stop, then you just soft pedal it. This could be brilliant. Somebody might have to put their pink fluffy slippers on and and drive really <laughs> slowly. Well, no hint of Michele Di Martino doing that in the Lamborghini. This well, will be fifth the, place across the line and the leader in Pro-Am. And that car's not out of it either. That is definitely not out of it. This is the Conrad Racing car in the very famous Conrad Racing Blue. Crossing the lap now with 31 minutes to go. See, that's the other thing. You've got to think about where these cars are back down. So, 31 minutes to go. 24 I don't know it, it's tight isn't it? when was that car last in the 7 car uh, lap 15 15 yeah so so he's definitely going to have to stop we had 3 callers at the sharp end on lap 15 the race leader Manuel Metzger 3 the 7 car 
Michele Di Martino, although Zach Paul Jeffries had brought it in, and the 23 car, which is now just dropping away from the top uh, six, but that is oh. a Pro-Am car. Schmidt, the 917. Oh, dear. It's it's being loaded into the truck. What? It's being loaded into the truck. It's behind. It's in the fire lane, behind the pits, and it's either gone up on its very high jacks or it's sitting on the tail lift of something or other. So that had been leading the Cayman class for a very long time. Yeah, car 917, uh, but came into the pits. Well, it's now three laps away from the next oh, car. Sorry, sorry so, I missed that. Yeah. So who's leading that class now? Jim? Hang on a minute. Is, it, is that three laps? No, three laps from the race leader overall, I beg your pardon. Uh, and a lap off the Cup 3 leader, who is 9.45, which might be the all-white car that Correct. we have made comments about before. 9.45 with Derek Rybensown doing the driving that's also the Mike Altman car yeah so Mike yeah, yeah, Altman yeah, yeah. did take the lead Correct. and he's given it to Ryben Sound who's, who's so that's put Teichman another one of our camera cars the 960 car that's up in the second yeah. and Team Mathol Racing is in third just another 14 seconds further back big gap between first and second in that Cup 3 class uh, something over 1 minute and 20 seconds but then only 15 seconds back from second to third just proves the the uh, all that age is you've got to be in it at the end, haven't you? Yeah. Got to be in it to win it. Uh, TCR, by the way, being bossed by the number 10, ah. uh, Benny Leuster. So that is still out there. Machine. Yes, it the is. The Leuster Gilden car. Uh, yeah, Max Cruiser Racing entered by, but uh, Benny Leuster, uh, yes, who uh, took the final win of the three races for the World TCRs when they were on the full Nordschleifer laps. And uh, they were three lots of three lap races, those. Uh, but uh, full of incident. I still think we should have just put them out in the uh, 24. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's an option for next year. Put them out to class in the 24 hours. Why not? And just let them let them race for three lap stints. Great, love it. <laughs> you could put them out for uh, a 14 or 15 lap uh, race on the Grand Prix lap whilst the 24 is going on. No, 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 come on, no? stop it. In the opposite direction. I wasn't going to quite go that far. I like the idea of them doing a couple of more laps, though. I would quite like to see them throw a slightly larger tank in and, and have them do more than the three laps yeah. because it takes them a lap to sort themselves out. Then you get a really good lap of racing. Then inevitably somebody throws it at the scenery and then you get another half a lap of a sprint towards the end when I really kind of want another one or two laps out of it. Plus the drag races and the slipstreaming is just wonderful to watch. Yes, certainly the, the end to the races are brilliant, but you, you do really, you're just getting into it when the final lap is being competed. And uh, as you say, we did have a few cars at the scenery. Rob Huff not able to make the final race of the weekend with uh, heavy damage at the carousel, I remember. So JP going to complete 21 laps this time I reckon there'll be three laps to go for the leaders at the end of this one yeah Frank Stippler down in the 807s That's not just bad. into the 807s so maybe being able to drive around that problem now yeah yeah, 9.45, I'll buy that. 9.45 in the Cup 3 class. A minute and 12 seconds is the lead now. So 9.45 well ahead of the Teichmann car, which is 9.60, driven by Correct. Max, as we've said. And 
then 18 seconds back to third place, the 966. Porsche Kevin. Yes, so close of a second than it is for the lead of that class. And again, that might be down to when and where code 60s have been encountered. That's why it's so crucial to try and lead as much of the race as possible because you never know when an incident might actually go in your favour. Equally, it can go the other way as well. Code 60, uh, you can go through it, and then it can be cleared just in time for the guy in second who's a minute further back, and all of a sudden that minute turns to about 20 seconds. Yeah. That's the beauty of this place. You just don't... You, you can't nurse a lead because it no. might disappear at any moment, and you can't give up on not winning a race because who knows what's going to happen well, to those in that. front of you. We've seen that before. Top three are on the same portion of the track, the Dottinger-Hurt. That's the long, fast, straight. Got one of the uh, GT3 Cup cars ahead of them. It's about two seconds. But there'll be a bit of a draft being picked up by the second-place car with 25 and a half minutes to go from now. Blue flags being waved in the gate speed. Phil Ellis-driven Mercedes. I think he's fairly certain that he knows that Manuel Metzger has been there for the last, what, 20 minutes or thereabouts. Across the line, nobody heads to the pits. No, they go for one more at least. Now for oh, that is fastest lap of the race. We had two of them. We had two of them. Ellis first, then Krogner's went even faster. So at 803.839, first of all, from the second place car, Phil Ellis, and going two tenths of a second faster than that, Christian Krogner's. Well, and and in fact, the leader, Manuel Metzger did his fastest lap of the race as well at 8.05.508 so the top three have turned the wig up, no thought of fuel saving here and I don't think any of them will be able to go to the chequered flag without another quick splash no, no way the six car pitted on lap 15 you're never going to make 24 you can't even, well you can make 23 laps but I don't think it's going to be a 23 lap race not, not judging by the speed that this top three are doing Nobody wants to ease off yet. I tell you what, though, it's going to be close. You could man it. You could almost manufacture it into a 23-lap race. When they crossed the line, it was 25 minutes. In eight minutes a lap, that was at the end of lap 20. Lap 21, that takes it down to 18. A little bit less than that. Yeah. Lap 22. As they go, Alice for the lead. Ellis for the lead down the inside. Quite. An audacious manoeuvre using one of the GT4 Mercedes as a pick. Has he managed to get through? <laughs> Not quite. Oh, and he's out on the curve. And he's now dropped out to third. Oh. Goes for the lead. Got his nose in front, I think, for about 100 metres. And then ends up in the hats and back in third position. Let me just do my arithmetical progression, because I don't often get to do this. About 25 minutes when they cross the line. At the end of lap 20. Yeah. End of lap 21, that takes you to just under 18 minutes. Yeah. End of lap 22, just ten under minutes. 10 minutes. It's nine and a half, something like that, maybe nine. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to pit? Do you want to be the first of these guys to pit? The get speed car has no choice. I reckon it has to pit next time around. Uh, yeah, because it's on a lap. Late, uh, yeah, he pitted a lap earlier than the two cars it's racing. You could have a backward cycling race from the other two. I'm just wondering that, yeah. Second is how, first, how, effectively. How, how slowly dare you drive on the last lap and not run out to of fuel? To ensure that you don't run out of fuel. And, and you mustn't get over the line, of course, to do another lap. 
because at that point you're knackered. Then you've got the then you've got the pit. Yes. Then you've got a pit which gives up all of the driving slope nonsense. Yes. They might be coming in with a lap to go. So LS just tried so hard to go around the outside there. I'm trying to work out which Mercedes GT4 they uh, decided to split their options he there. is ahead he that did could have get gone, the lead that could have gone so well for Phil Ellis but it went so badly in the end because he was forced out onto the kerb by Manuel Metzger and then he's out in the dirt and just can't scrabble for any grip and the BMW of Christian Krognes goes through as well but I mean top marks to Phil Ellis for actually braving it around the outside there because it could have gone very nicely indeed but in the end we had three abreast Mercedes uh, a GT4 in the middle GT3's either side on the way to the hats and back and, Ellis and Christian Crod is just laughing behind. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah, going. Are take each mad? other, take each other off, lads. This will be great for me. Well, he's gained one place, and they just about get through past the, one of the production BMWs. But Ellis, he doesn't need to overdrive here because these two are going to come back to him. Yeah. Because they're encountering the traffic earlier than he is, and that's exactly what's happening. They're getting down towards uh, Vyas Siphon now, and he's back with them. So, yes, he's lost a position, but he hasn't lost a great deal of time. And will be perfectly placed now, of course, going on to the Dottinger at the end of lap 22. Um, because he can get a double toe. Effectively, just as long as he is close enough coming out on the Schwalbenschwanz, but he is on the ragged edge coming through Exmoor there, having to use a bit of snap uh, oversteer from one long stop to the other to correct a little bit of a sideways moment from the Mercedes. He needs to, he needs to be as close as he can to these two if he's got to stop, because he's got to push these guys to use fuel. They're going to come in for one spl splash of fuel. Right. <clears throat> This is dangerous, but let's have a look. So Metzger and Ellis, we reckon, can do... Right, let's, first of all, let's take Phil Ellis in third position. Th Phil has third position in the get speed car. The red number two. In at the end of this lap. Has to be in at the end of this lap. For enough fuel to get him two laps, basically. Yeah. And they've got to just gamble on it only being a further two laps. Because they've got to turn him around quickly. I don't even think you put new tyres on. You might have time to put one side on. Would you? Don't know. Don't know. Let's see what they do. Um, leader, six. Second, 34. Can go one further lap, which will probably leave them one lap to do after that. If yes. we think it's a 24-lap race. Yes. This is... Or do they all just come in together? Right, OK. Uh, Frank Stippler, last stop when? Uh, five car? Five car, isn't it? 14. So he's in so at the end of this lap. Same lap as Phil Ellis. Yeah, so he's car. in at the end of this lap. Yeah. And you slap him around a bit, say nasty things to him. Crognes will be in at the end of this one as well, because he was a 14, lap 14 as well. Oh, uh, was he? Yeah. Oh, so it's only the six car? So it's the six car that's the it's best place right now. Yeah, that, that could stay out for another lap. Oh, you've got to. to. You've absolutely got to. Um, yeah. You've got to stay out if you're Metzger. Yeah. You've got to, if you stay out, you, mess, you can do a ten and a half minute lap because everybody else is going to have to stop. Yeah, and and you get um, if he can get to the end of lap twenty three, which we think he can, he could he could possibly make this a twenty three lap race. Yes, because he's taking far far longer to do the lap and yeah. no pit stop. Yeah, true. So who else is in with a shout here? Well, uh, the SP seven leader 
the Cup 2 car, the 1-2-3, Peter Turton car, he's 5 minutes 43 down. He could he could be knocking on the door of a top three here if he doesn't have to stop. I don't think he does. The SP7 leader, the Huber Motorsport Porsche, don't think they have to stop. That's the 80 car. Definitely the 20 car doesn't have to stop. But they haven't started their lap that the leaders are coming round the three quarters of the way around at the moment. So they're a bit further out of it. This is magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And don't forget, the last stops will be short stops. But even so, it's still going to be, you know, a couple of minutes, isn't it? It's not going to be in two seconds of fuel and gone. The, it, you're being filled from, from standard fuel pumps, let's not forget. Yeah, exactly that. So six is good for another lap. On my calculation, the 34 has to come in when they get to the start line and the number two car behind. Krognes making the move on Ellis on this lap, remember, when Ellis tries an audacious manoeuvre around the outside of that little link road from the Grand Prix track to the Hatson back. And Ellis now trying to use other traffic on the Dottinger to give him that suction along the, the, the track. Here comes Krognes. Could we have a lead no change way. before the 34 actually comes in? He decides better of it because the danger there, of course, was the BMW was going to be caught on the wrong side of the track when he's trying to dive in the pit lane and the six car can happily stay out. So six and continues close. on. Here comes the 34. And presumably the get speed car will follow in, yes, as well. Just in the background there, by the way, was the number 17 Team WRT car. Just a lap off the lead mm, maybe two laps off the lead no it must be yeah it's a lap off the lead but that's a good run for them so this will be a, sh a short a stop is allowed they are going for tyres they are going for tyres on that car they're going to give Philip Ellis the best possible chance in case he has to chase so now Manuel Metzger is on lap number 23 22 laps completed. 16 minutes to go. He can't do 24 laps, can he? Can he do 24 laps? No, he can't. When, was, when, when did you see he stopped? Remind me the six car? Uh, 15. 15. So really 23 is the limit. Right. And He's got to come in. Well, the danger is that it becomes a 25 lap yeah. race, which I suppose it could be. Right, get speeds down and away. Get speeds down and away. I didn't see tyres going on that. I thought they put the car up. Stippler's pitted yeah. in the five. Makes sense. From fourth position. The next question is, what about... And there's a change in the pit lane. A big change in the pit lane. Not even close. Get speed out by miles. Haven't even seen the 34 car, the BMW, come out no, of the pits out. yet. He's out. Grognes is out, according to my stats. But he's out behind the number two. Uh, okay. Well, we'll call them through the first split to okay. see what the difference is. It's either the BMW's done an absolute corking stop or it's miles behind, as you say. Um, let's just have a look. So, BMW... There he is. Oh, no, that's Stippler. Stippler. Uh, no, that's the WRT car. So, it's behind the WRT yeah. car. You're right. It's you, you, massive yes. delay for Crockett. Massive delay. I, I thought I hadn't seen it rolling when, it was, when I saw the... Um, the Mercedes, the AMG coming down through the pit lane. So what happened there? Well, maybe they're thinking we better make sure we've got enough fuel to do 25, just in case. Yeah, maybe. that was. The... Ah, well, don't forget. Don't forget. No, no, it should have been a longer stop for the... 
it should have been exactly the same because in the same length of stint from the end of the race correct uh, correct uh, yeah yes yes yeah and the same length of stint okay yeah because we're into the final 70 minutes yeah now, by super so, margin yes so yes and it, it is timed remember to four o'clock local time not timed to the end of the race necessarily they can only get into the you know what is, should be the end of the race which is four o'clock but it's the check tyres on the bit that's what took a bit longer yeah maybe maybe but I mean Crockness looked pretty good on those anyway he did even though I mean he only then had well mind you they've got to reel in the six car haven't they the danger for the two and the 34 is that for the six Black Falcon car they can do a shorter stop this time around and it's judged on minutes remember so they're going to move eight incremental places to be shorter by yeah it might be a 30-second shorter pit stop. So, crucial part of the race coming up, the run to the flag. Here's how it stands. The leader, we believe, will pit at the end of this lap. Second and third have pitted, and presumably, if they've got the calculations right, they are fuelled to the end of the race. In fact, second, third, and fourth, as it stands at the moment. So, Black Falcon Mercedes, Manuel Metzger, Leads from in second, Phil Ellis. Third, Christian Corneas for Get Speed and Falcon Horst. And then it's Frank Stippler for Phoenix. There's where the battle is. The last 13 minutes comes next. I'm going for a lie down, Johnny. Oh, what? This We're is fantastic 15 again, minutes isn't ago, it? Absolutely be fantastic again. Do not discount Michele, Michele Di Martino in the Conrad Lamborghini because that car didn't stop on that lap. And no. uh, it is due for a stop this time around because it stopped on yeah. lap 15, the same as the race leader. But it'll be a shorter stop. It'll be a shorter stop because it's closer to the end of the race. Yeah. And it will need less fuel as well. Yeah. Because what we don't know is you know, how, how quickly those pumps are filling. Now, granted one of the reasons in fact the main reason for the mandatory pit stop length is to equalise any differential between yes. the fuel fill times on those effectively supermarket style or normal uh, service station style squeezy pumps yeah this is fantastic, this mate. SP10, by the way, being led by Black Falcon. Mercedes in 17th position. It's a decent battle. Just five seconds between that car, that's the number 162, and the 181 Team Aviazor Grensport BMW GT4. That has been a race-long battle. Uh, that Avia car, Team Avia Rensport 181 car, they have been together pretty much all of the race. Bergwerk. Yellow flags out. Ooh, the leaders aren't quite there yet either. So this could be interesting. Who catches it right? Who catches it wrong? Coming down to the last 10 minutes of racing. It's Johnny Palmer and John Hindhoff. Once again, it doesn't matter how long, how short, what the weather is, what goes on. I mean, remember, this was a th supposed to be four ends up as 3 hours 30 and we're still on the edge of our seats because there's so many different ways 
Johnny Palmer that you can get to the end of the race and nobody nobody has the same ideas uh, no and it, it, that's the strange thing isn't it that uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that Black Falcon seem to be in the box seat at the moment they know this place incredibly well and have won the uh, Nürburgring 24 hours several times so uh, they looking good but Valkenhorst well was that a mistake in the pits for the number 34 car it slipped to third position regardless Get speed performance in a cracking position, though, and Phil Ellis is charging hard. Yeah. The problem is he's charging hard towards a yellow zone, although that clears before I think he even gets oh, there at Exmuller. That might have fallen just nicely. I've pissed myself very well because I've still got three sausages left. Very good. So I've got a bit for post-race uh, as well mm-hmm. and before I jump back in the car, and I haven't even used all of my uh, base performance rehydration either so I, I've paced myself quite well I like these three and a half hour races oh, on the Radio Show Limited network of audio and visual channels this is VLN4 we're down to the last ten minutes and we still don't know who's going to win The VLN on RS3. On RS3. Part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Right then, Mr. Palmer. Who's going to win it? Surely Manuel Mexico's got to come in this time. He's just coming down to Tiergarten now. Stuck in behind quite a pesky little quick Porsche, actually. One of the Cayman uh, club sports, which is very quick in a straight line. In fact, that is the 960. That's the Taikman car, isn't it? That he's just gone by. Second place car in the in the race in their class into the pit lane for the leader with yeah. 8 minutes and 48 seconds so one lap to go after this stop or will it be two how quick are the other guys going to come through and get onto the last lap remember checkered flag does not come out when time elapses as per the Nürburgring they're going to work no tyres being proffered at the moment they're watching the fuel flow Manuel Metzger, no hint of him getting out. He's going to go on the same tyres that he came in on. So, which are looking a bit second-hand, and they've all been rubbed on the side. There's been side-by-side contact on those Michelins. Out comes the fuel flow. He's down and away, and he's gone. So he's in the pit lane at the moment for coming up to 45 seconds. This is a quick stop. So now he is on the last lap. Under eight minutes to go. That's his last lap. Where are the other cars? They haven't come through yet. He might get back out in the lead here, Johnny. Here they come. Just to the end of the Dottinger now. I think they've turned him around in time. They're waiting to cross the line, aren't they? They've certainly headed down the Dottinger But the question is, which one appears first? It's the number two of Phil Ellis who goes across the line now. Lights flashing. But yes, on new time and uh, with the car going nicely because of the shorter pit stop close to the end of the race that meant that Metzger could be thrown back into this which will be a 24 lap race we reckon and I think he's even got enough in margin uh, to even back off the pace down the Dottinger should he need to to ensure that this is the final lap and no, Phil, no Ellis, Phil Ellis now all he has to do is just drive the wheels of this Mercedes to be in with the hope of reeling in the six car. Metzger will have lost a little bit of tyre temperature running down the pit lane. 
You come down the Donninger Hall, you lose a bit of tyre temperature there, you put some of it back in as you come through Tiergart. The 711 BMW 325 issue, left front, but it's almost at the end of the lap. So he'll get back to the pit lane. That's one of the V4 cars, the Franz Tots Tots car. Not Third. Franz Tost. Third in V4. Oh, really? And that was a 25-car clash, remember. So the chances are that car's going to tumble down the order quite considerably with this late problem for 7-11. Meanwhile, Phil Ellis, Ellis has just done the fastest run through the Grand Prix circuit until Christian Cronjes follows him through. 14 seconds, the gap, between second and third now. And those cars came into the pits virtually together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about him. Let's just have a look. Yeah, well, it closed up a fair bit of time there, but uh, it just depends whether Manuel Metzger encounters a bit of traffic, whether there's an incident on this final lap. That can be really only Phil Ellis's only hope, and indeed Christian Krognes, if they're going to get back involved in the lead scrap. Hell of a scrap for fourth place because Di Martino came across the line in the Conrad Lamborghini. We said watch out for that car. He hasn't stopped. He's gone on to the last lap. So this is a fabulous run from them. And he's ahead of Frank Stippler. But by the nose of the Lamborghini. Just two tenths of a second between fourth and fifth position. What a tactically brilliant run this has been by Franz Conrad and the... Lamborghini Huracan. If he makes a finish, <laughs> of course. I mean, it's worth a gamble, but the seven car, this will be a nine-lap stint for that machine, and that is dangerous as far as the Huracan is concerned. They've just got to hope that the 5.2-litre V10 uh, is not fuel-sapping and uh, not a thirsty thing. Very economical. Very uh, economical. Well, that's what Franz Conrad will have, you believe. Another, another BMW in strife on the long Dottiger Hurt. Uh, this is one of the M240s, and that looks like a left-hand side puncture on that car as well. Christian Cronius has not given this up, no, Johnny. No. Another fastest of anybody. Uh, that suggests to me he's whacked a new set of tyres on that. Yes. I reckon they've whacked a new set of tyres on that, and that was the extra you know, five, six, ten seconds, whatever it was. But is that going to be getting through traffic in particular is that going to pay off he's got a minute and five to get to the leader which surely he can't make that up but he had 14 seconds to make up on second place yeah well minute and five yeah maybe it is that sort of time I'm just looking at the sector one time for Mexico because of course it included a pit stop ah, yeah, good point. so they will have reeled in a bit of that time uh, 14.2 the difference between Ellis and Krognes though at the line and he's already got back probably three of those seconds maybe four of them it's a 159.7 for Metzger through the third sector that's not hanging about certainly not and indicates to me that it's completely clear but 0.7 of a second faster is Phil Ellis leaving nothing on the table here he's got a slower car in front of him not sure which side of this Pixum team adrenaline car to go he decides to the right still heading down the hill towards Brightside then oh, another fastest sector yes. for Cronje's 56.7 so that is three seconds from the leader and two and a half near enough from the second place car he may have stopped one lap too late 
Possibly, yes. Oh, big BMW. damage on the BMW oh, left yeah, with front a, fender, yeah. With a wheel arch starting to peel away from the corner of that BMW. It's right behind the TCR Audi. That might be... We saw that a few times, actually, on production spec cars in the Portimao 24 hours with tyre pickup actually getting so large on the tyre that it t starts to take body panels with it. And this, the Synchro Motorsport Honda lost a couple of rear bumper panels because it's the second of the second race in a row that's happened. It is, yeah, because it was a problem at Bruneau as well in the 12. Uh, so, yes, that, I don't think, is a, is a result of contact, but more tyre pickup on the front left corner. But the driver thinks not for a moment about pitting and getting that strapped down. There's only a lap to go. After all, the Teichman Racing 930 car is heading towards the end of its lap. This is the crossbow. Three Teichman Racing KTM crossbows turning up for VLN4 this weekend then. And Cup X is led by the number 929 machine driven by Maximilian. And second in that class is the 930, which has Bowden at the wheel currently. And that heads now out onto the Dottinger Hur. What about the race leaders? Well, somewhere in the longest sector of the lap, but when they get to the end of sector four, they will be on the final stretch and with a minute and 22 to go this will be the final lap and Peter Turting leaving it very very late to pit his Mulder Motorsport Porsche so that car just oh, clinging really? on to the lead lap and the 1-2-3 car cannot make it round one final time okay but he's not I mean he's well ahead in cup two so that's yes. if he might drop down the top ten the uh, SP7 leader, as well, the Huber Motorsport Porsche, has pitted uh, on the to go on to the last, its last lap as well. So those two that we thought might have been doing okay haven't been able to run that in. But fair play to the other Lamborghini Huracan, by the way, number 20 car. That is going to, that might get a top six finish out of this by doing a slightly wacky pit, pit uh, strategy. Uh, Frank Stippler has got back ahead of the Conrad car, I reckon, and pulled away by about three or four seconds. Metzger and Ellis separated by probably three or four seconds, I would say. Really? And they're on the Dottinger Hur now because it was a 3.10 sector oh. four for Metzger. They found five seconds, Ellis and Krognes. So heading down the Dottinger Hur now. Time's about to elapse. This is the last lap. Yeah. It is the last lap. The Chengit flag will be in hand when the leader comes back next time. And, and the leader is nearly there. Yeah, Metzger clearly ahead and backing well and truly off, I think, to ensure that this is the final lap. But the clock is already at zero. There were slower cars to negotiate as well. But it's going to be Mercedes then who take this VLN4, the fourth race of the season. And Philel is desperate to try and get through the traffic and get anywhere close to the number six car. He's not going to do it in Mercedes wow. number two. But it will be a second place finish now. Nevertheless, for Getsby performance. Two seconds, the gap at the line. Two seconds. And what about Christian Krognes 
well, it could well have been. It is a fastest lap of the race on the through final traffic. tour through traffic, and he still gets an 802.368 because it was a 306 down the dotting of uh, just been prior to the dotting of her, and a 50.5 along that very long straight. Well, he, he lost at least a couple of seconds. That was that was a sub eight minute lap, I reckon. Yeah, probably. Even through the traffic, that was a sub eight minute lap for Christian Cronies, and in fact, that car. You know, we'd, we'd seen it at 7.59, hadn't we, by the Get Speed Mercedes in qualifying. I think it's going to be Phoenix Racing next across the line as Frank Stippler's just put the fastest penultimate section of the race in. At three minutes, all three. Yeah, he's taken seven or eight seconds. The Conrad car, Martino, is on fuel save. He's been slow through all the sectors. Yeah. All the sectors. Well, it was a, a valiant effort. This was going this is a nine lap stint for the yeah. Lamborghini. He might still not get there, Johnny. True. There's a lot of uphill in that last sector. Here comes Stippler over the line and does cement fourth position then with his teammate Vincent Kolb. That Audi R8 LMS running on the Dunlop tyre suffering, we think, damage fairly early on when Kolb went for a manoeuvre at the Mercedes Arena and the door was shut in his face by one of the slower BMW production cars. They must have put the bare bones in Mexico's car in terms of fuel. 9-0-3 is last lap. Oh, that included coming out of the pits, of course. Yes. That included coming out of the pits. That was just extraordinary. Extraordinary stuff. Absolutely brilliantly run by Black Falcon. Exactly what we've come to expect. And Di Martino does make the flag. Oh, well done. It's an 8.36.9, <laughs> so uh, 30 seconds shy. Yeah, And I bet there's not a lot of fuel left in that tank. But it's a Pro-Am victory, mm. which was the priority, after all, ahead of the other Lamborghini Huracan that we're expecting across the line. Well, sometime in the next three or four minutes, actually, because it's still in the longest sector of the lap. And who else have we had home? Still waiting for the SP7 winner, which is looking more like the 80 car, actually, rather than the 57. We were saying, watch yeah. out for the 57 for a long time. Need to go back through the race to find out exactly what the drama was for the 57 car, or whether it was just trying to extend its stints to as long as possible, and the 80 car did more conventional stint lengths. But it looks like Huber Motorsports are going to be victorious. Cars will be taken into Park Fermi. They won't be allowed to come back out for a victory lap round the Nordschleifer. For some of them, probably just as well. I'm not sure they would have been able to uh, make that. Well, what a race. No lack of drama caused by the reduction in length. Checkered flag still being waved with some gustos. The rest of the field, the bulk of the field, still to come through. Still having had the Cup 2 turting car through there he goes turting got her. Oh, no no that isn't turting still waiting for turning still waiting waiting for the Lamborghini the second of the Lamborghinis still waiting for SP7 yeah and the SP9 am winner which I think will be the Vulcan horse BMW Cup three, the gap's 40 seconds at the start of this lap. They are only about halfway round the final tour. And Cup five, well, more and more in the favour of the number 650 machine. Yannick Fubrick doing some driving in that car. But out of the number six, uh, the Black Falcon Auto Arena Motorsport car, Clambers Manuel Metzger, Patrick Assenheimer is there as well, his teammate. 
And it's Assenheimer, of course, who used to uh, run this car as part of a different team. He brings the Assenheimer and the Auto Arena uh, backing to that car. But Black Drove Falcon, well. he certainly did. Yeah, the man from Moispath and uh, Manuel Metzger, the silver-rated driver. But Explain how far away Moispath is from where the car is standing now. Uh, probably a 10-minute walk. Yeah. Or a two-minute car drive. Do you think he might have a bit of local knowledge, Mr. Assenheimer? Yeah, it's possible. Might have spent a it few days yeah. killing time driving around the Nordschleife on tourist forum. Yes, highly likely, I as, would have said. as he gets a discount for being a local. Yeah, Which you do, of course. Yes, yes. Fastest lap of the race, too. Christian Cronius in the Valkenhorst Motorsport BMW coming home in third. Still waiting for some of these... Uh, top 10 runners to finish they were well down and I'm now beginning to get a bit worried about how slow they are driving in the middle sector cars coming through just watching the times updating here I think we can say that SP10's gone to Black Falcon with the 162 because I think they completed behind the winner with about a 12 minute gap to the Avias or Grensport BMW that one was 5 seconds going into the last lap so that was a, a good last lap. SP8, that's finished. That's the Oh, now that's changed. SP8, the rent-to-drive Familia Racing Porsche. Uh, that's the 131 car. That was a late change there. SP... Sorry, TCR is the 10. The gold and black golf from Max Cruz Racing. H4 has finished. That's the number 588 Porsche. Cup X is Teichmann Racing's crossbow, the 929. Peter Turting in the Cup 2 uh, class lead has backed well and truly off because, uh, yeah, he lost he lost that position, in fact, to Dieter Schmidtman in the Lamborghini Huracan. Now, Cup 2 still looking fine for car number 123, the Turting car, but he's allowed the second-placed SP9 Pro-Am car through... And I think Terting very much on fuel safe here to ensure the car but gets he, he to the finish. Stopped. He stopped for fuel. Yes. Yeah, when was that? So did they not put enough in? Um, let me run through some more class winners. SP3T, Bonk Motorsport, the Audi RS3. Uh, SP8T, Black Falcon, Mercedes. Terting's home now. Is he good? Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Pro Sport Performance with their Porsche Cayman. Uh, win SP6 the 205 car uh, Bolt Motorsport in their Peugeot 308 Racing Cup SP2T V5 picks up Team Adrenaline's Porsche Cayman that's the 444 car they're the winners there uh, car's coming in all the time that was the V5 winner Black Falcon win Porsche 911 Cayman V5 class with the 395 uh, the MS Say Munster AVDV Porsche Cayman S wins SP40. That's the 266 car. And confirmation with that Porsche that streams across the line that the number 80 car has taken the SP7 honours ahead right. of 57. So well Steps done to. Too far. Uh, yeah, possibly so. So the Huber Motorsport entered uh, Porsche Cup car of. Now let's just get the drivers right. Uh, Andreas Simonson and Patrick Kolb and I think also Lorenzo Rocca mm. was part of that lineup too. The Overbeck, uh, the Overbeck H2 
Renault Clio is a winner. Uh, 59th overall, the 614 car. Uh, VT2, BMW 328i, 510 from Manhella Racing. One of the great teams, supporters of VLN Manhella. Been around for a while. Uh, picks up Team Adrenaline with the 325 BMW V4 class with the number one car. So another win for the defending champion there. Uh, Pit Lane AMC Toyota GT86, the 270 win SP3. But after 24 laps, Patrick Assenheimer and Manuel Metzger take uh, a win for Mercedes. So that means this year we've had BMW win, we've had a Porsche win, and now a Mercedes in each of the VLNs that have run to the full distance or close to the full distance. It was a Mercedes 1-2 with the get speed performance car finishing in second place and only two seconds adrift third position the BMW M6 GT3 of Christian Krognes, David Pittard and Jody Fannin fourth place for the Audi R8 LMS of Frank Stippler and Vincent Kolb fifth position for the Lamborghini Huracan of uh, Michele Di Martino and Axel Jeffries for Conrad Motorsports ahead of the other Lamborghini Huracan number 20 and that's the entry, uh, which actually doesn't have a name, but Dieter Schmidtman and Heiko Hamel, Heiko Hamel nevertheless pedalled very, very quickly there to finish in the top six. Ahead of the best-placed Cup 2 car, Peter Turting bringing the Moon, the Motorsport Porsche, to the line to finish seventh overall and a win in Cup 2. SP9 Am Victors on the Valkenhorst Motorsport BMW M6 drivers, number 36, so Valkenhorst himself, together with Ziegler and Schmidt, start. Ninth position is also a class win. The SP7 uh, class going the way of Huber Motorsport with their Porsche Cup car. And Andreas Simonson bringing that car to the line. Ahead of another SP9 Am runner, the number 50 machine of Michael Heimrich and Arno Klassen for Team Equipe Vitesse. So many different classes represented there in the top ten, uh, but the top three, top four indeed, are all SP9 Pro cars. Cracking stuff, doesn't matter whether it's four hours, six hours, 24 hours, the Nürburgring Nordschleife delivers VLN at four, but only the third counting round of the championship, cut by ha half an hour in time, but by no means in action and energy. Johnny Palmer and John Hindorf giving you that one. And don't forget, we will have all of the rest of the VLN season through 2019 live in sound and vision. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.